The 19th of October, 2006, episode 52. The Rookie Designer, with your host, Adam Hay. Rookie Designer is a proud member of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. Let's take a look at the starting lineup. Well, it's been about a year since I started this podcast, and in that time, I've learned a lot about the art and technology of podcasting, about design itself, about how other designers think, and even about myself. Today is going to be a retrospective piece. We'll look back at the first year of Rookie Designer and also take a look towards the future and what that holds for this podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. I guess the first piece of news would be that this is at least what I'm calling my one-year anniversary for the show here. And that's, of course, why we're doing it in the format that we're doing it. But uh, I just want to say real quick, uh, thank you to everyone who listens and subscribes to this show, because it definitely wouldn't have lasted this long if I didn't have this great community of designers supporting me. And I really appreciate all the messages and emails that you've sent over the year. And uh, again, I just appreciate the fact that you guys tune in and actually listen to this uh, garbled information that I give you every week. So thank you for that. Um, one piece of news that I found, there's something out now that's called the Quark Print Collection. And what this is, is it's like a pre-press tool. It's, it allows you to set up different uh, formats for your documents before you send them to the printer. You can actually share them over the internet with other people with another thing called Cork uh, Server 7, I think is what it's called. And uh, I'll put in a couple of URLs into the show notes for that so you can check it out if you want to. But again, Cork on the scene there trying to put out some new technology to try and get that edge back from InDesign that they seem to have lost. But uh, we'll see if that works. Uh, I mentioned this last week, but I want to mention it again. I haven't really been seeing any spam on the forum but I have just been inundated with new email addresses, new people signing up or registering on the form, and the email addresses look pretty pretty suspicious. Uh, you can usually tell what a spammer's email address looks like. It's got lots of numbers and letters that don't really mean anything. They don't spell out a word or anything. And I've been seeing lots and lots of those, probably, I don't know, maybe like 30 or 40 in the last couple of weeks. So if you can, if you're up there, and you see something that looks like spam, uh, you'll probably know because they usually put in like a bunch of links or it's some kind of uh, Viagra ad or something like that. If you see anything like that, please just send me an email. Uh, I think you can email me through the forum or you can just send an email to adam at rookiedesigner.com and please let me know that that's going on up there so I can uh, disable that user and not let them do that. It's, I'm just getting a little scared that this is all of a sudden there's going to be a bunch of spam because I've been seeing a lot of these email addresses that look suspicious. So if you could let me know, that would be great. Uh, I also mentioned this the last couple of weeks. Go ahead and go download all the uh, the old the archives of this show if you haven't done so yet and you want to check out the first 10 or 20 shows. 
definitely go and get those right now to make sure that you get them because I'm going to have to take them off the feed file, meaning they're not going to be available anymore that way. And the reason for this is if your feed file gets too big, then iTunes tends to start messing it up and it might actually break it and not even work. So I got to make sure that doesn't happen. Uh, I've had some suggestions. Somebody suggested making a torrent file so that people can get it that way. Uh, that's a great idea. I think uh, we could probably do that, although I don't know anything about torrent files. So uh, I'm getting some, uh, some information on that from some people on the forum, and hopefully we'll be able to set that up. I'll let you know if I get that up there so you can go get it that way. But in the meantime, I'm probably going to be taking down the first 10 or 20 episodes within this next week. So try and go get them as soon as you can if you have the ability to do that. So this is the the year anniversary of Rookie Designer. And because of this, I wanted to do a show where we just kind of talk about the show. Uh, I did this a little bit on my half-year show, although it was a little more freeform. I don't think I talked about the show quite as much. I played a bunch of music. But this time I wanted to kind of take a look back of what's happened over the last year. Let me apologize to those of you who may be expecting a gag reel. I think... Uh, a lot of people probably know what that would have sounded like uh, because I actually left something in in a couple of episodes ago. And, uh, well, as you could probably tell, I would need to do a lot of editing for a gag reel because, well, there'd be lots of uh, beeps going on as to where I cursed every five seconds every time I messed up. So no gag reel, sorry. I wanted to start with uh, where it all started. I can't even remember how I was first introduced to podcasts. I must have found one on a website or something like that and uh, was instantly interested in the technology. I might have even been snooping around in the iTunes store. I'm a big iTunes guy, so I've always used iTunes for it. And I noticed that a lot of people that listen to this show use iTunes to get it. But um, I think I was just snooping around in the store and found the, the podcast directory and started looking through that. I think the first one I ever got was the ESPN. It was basically SportsCenter. That's, of course, a little bit late. I think it was like either a half day or a whole day late. Listened to that a couple of times, got bored with it because the information was so old. And uh, I started looking for some different stuff. I looked, at, I looked for design podcasts, first of all. Um, the first one that I actually started listening to religiously was Media Artist Secrets, and that's by Franklin McMahon. And that really gave me inspiration for this show, which at that point I didn't think I was actually going to do. So it, it kind of came later, but that was a great show. I've recommended that show before. It took a huge hiatus for a while. He was doing the Creative Cow podcast, and I think that's why he wasn't doing the, the Media Artist Secrets. Since then, he has started it back up. Uh, it's not really a regular show. I can't say that it goes every week, but it does, uh, it does show up every once in a while now. And uh, so that was a great one and gave me a lot of inspiration, as I said. So I became interested in the technology. I already had a background in music and recording. So it was something that was definitely within my realm. My realm? Yeah. And, uh, well, I, I just gave it a whirl. The first thing I did is just set up my stuff and recorded a podcast. And... You know, I didn't know anything about how I was going to get it up on the web and get it out to people in the RSS feed. I knew absolutely nothing about that stuff. But I figured I could just go ahead and record a show and listen to it, maybe edit it, and see if it's something that I thought I could do. 
And of course it definitely was. The first show that I actually recorded was not had nothing to do with design. The first thing that I wanted to do, I was actually going to make a podcast about the Raiders. That's right. I am a Oakland Raiders fan and everybody can dog me now because my team blows. But um, this is what I was interested in. So this is what I wanted to do. I was going to give a perspective of somebody living in San Diego with all the Charger fans here uh, being a Raider fan. And I thought it was a good idea. And my first podcast came out okay. And then I went up and actually searched for some Raider podcasts in the directories and found that there was a couple already there. And one of them was really, really good. And those are my buddies at the Raider Nation podcast. My my friend Greg and Randy put that one together. So if you do like the Raiders, check them out. Um, RaiderNationPodcast.com. So I checked that out and they did a really good job. And they, it was pretty solid. And I thought, you know, there's no reason for me to make another one when there's already a good one out there. And that's something I talked about way back when, when I was talking about, if you want to start a podcast, make sure that it's niche, make sure that it it doesn't cover something that somebody is already doing and doing a good job of, because then you're going to have that much of a harder time getting people to listen to you. Anyways, so I decided that that was a bad idea. So I had to go check out different topics, like what was going to be, what was another thing that I was very interested in? Of course, that was design. And like I just said, it's good to have something that's niche. So I had to find something that was going to appeal to people in a certain category. It's hard to make something that's just very general that everybody's going to be interested in. It has to be something more like a comedy show or uh, Chris Marquardt does a great job with his tips from the top floor, which is digital photography tips. And pretty much everybody has digital cameras these days. So that works for a lot of people, that's a very good thing. But it's it's hard to think of something that's really going to appeal to everyone. So I thought, okay, I could just do something for designers, but there's a million shows out there for, for designers. How can I make this niche? How can I make it actually speak to a certain group of people? And I thought, well, actually, most of the design podcasts and shows out there actually talk to people that have 10 or 20 years in the business, or they at least talk at that level. They might actually use uh, terminology or jargon that people who are just starting out may not even know what it means. Uh, They focus on topics that are more advanced. So maybe I could uh, not necessarily dumb it down, but just bring it down to that level to where people who maybe are still in school could understand what's going on. And uh, there, there wasn't really any shows that I could find out there like that. So I thought that was a great idea. So that's where that whole thing came from. The next thing I had to do is figure out the technology of getting it out to the people. And I had never actually had a blog before Rookie Designer. I'd heard all about them. It was the big thing. But uh, I wasn't really into writing that much, which is a great thing that podcasting came out because it's basically blogging without having to write it or type it. So that was good for me. So I had to learn that. And as some of you may know, I started out on Blogger. And the reason for this was I'd never used any blog uh, application before. And I do subscribe to lynda.com and on lynda.com, they actually had tutorials on how to use blogger, how to set up a blog and all that kind of stuff. So that's why I use that one. I learned that one first. It was very easy. And once you know one blog software, you pretty, pretty much know how to use all of them because they function very similarly. So I got that going. That actually produces your RSS feed for you. 
I've learned a lot more about RSS feeds in the meantime, but basically all, all you need to do if you wanted to do it is set up your blog and most of them actually auto-produce an RSS feed for you, so that's good. And the rest of the story you should know if you've been listening from episode number one. Next thing I wanted to share were things that I picked up along the way on this first crazy year of Rookie Designer. Of course, the first thing would be the very cool new technology. That is, uh, all the things that I learned. I knew a little bit about recording and editing, but I've definitely honed my skills over this first year. I went from actually recording, I believe my first recordings were in GarageBand, and then I actually, I don't even remember what I edited it in. I think I've always edited in uh, Apple Soundtrack. Then I was recording in Soundtrack for a while, and I've since moved to recording in Audio Hijack Pro, which is a very good application if you're on a Mac to grab sound from a recording like this. You can record all the sounds on your computer. Uh, as you'll see in the coming weeks, it's a good way to record yourself and somebody else on Skype. If you're doing an interview, which I have done. And uh, so I've kind of grown over the year in in the different applications that I use and how I use them and the efficiency with which I use those. And also, like I said, I've learned how to blog. Uh, I started on Blogger. I've since moved to a WordPress blog, which is actually offered by my hosting company. And it's ba- basically what they call like a one one-click install. They set you up with the database for that. And you just install the software, and it's right there for you to use. And with that, of course, we were able to customize the blog a lot more and get it looking the way I wanted it to look, which was good when we did the redesign. And also, I was able to put up the forum, which I can't even remember when that came. It came pretty early in the process, I believe. But same thing there. It was a one-click install from my hosting company. Very easy to do and a very great technology. And really, I hadn't been sharing too much on forums before that either. So it was a great great new introduction for, for me to forums and probably to a lot of other people as well. So when you first start out podcasting, and I think this goes with a lot of things, you tend to want to be part of the group. There's this core group of people that have been doing it for a long time. Uh, there was people doing it for about a year before I started, and those were like the big people And a lot of them knew each other. They had this big circle of friends that they had because they were the pioneers of this technology. But when you start doing something, you you tend to want to be part of that group and you want to cling to those with success. And of course, with podcasting, the idea here is to make money uh, through sponsorships or through uh, advertising or things like that. And one thing that I kind of got caught up in was the whole thing with Podshow. If you guys don't aren't familiar with Podshow, first of all, I'd be surprised, but Podshow is a big company that basically has taken on huge advertisers, made millions of dollars to set up this little community thing that they have now, and they've taken on a lot of podcasters and given them contracts, basically. They're almost like a record label for podcasts. And with that, they were able to actually pay the podcasters, not necessarily as a sponsor, like paying for advertising rights, although these these podcasts do have to advertise certain things, they give them a certain amount of money per downloads. At least that's that's what I'm told. I listened to Keith and the Girl, uh, K-A-T-G dot com, and on there they had an episode where they actually got a hold of a Podshow contract and read it. 
I'm not sure if it's exactly accurate, but a lot of it sounded pretty realistic to me. So at that point, I was like, damn, that would be very cool. You know, I could actually make money. I don't have to worry about this and that. It all goes on how many downloads I get. And at that time, I was listening to the daily source code every day with Adam Adam Curry. And uh, I think it was more because I wanted to know what was going on with him. You know, he was like the guy that was making all these moves in podcasting and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, if I could get in with him or or maybe I could get aligned with some of these pod show people, maybe I'd be able to get a contract and start making money. I thought that was the end all be all. I thought that was would be the greatest thing for my podcast. And this is the same time I was actually looking for some kind of a group. And some of you will remember me actually asking you if you saw any networks out there or anything that you thought that I could be associated with. I was looking for a network to be associated with to maybe get some of these perks or at least just get the name out there a little bit more. And uh, as you know, I ended up finding Tech Podcasts, which was a pretty good one. I, I think they do a good job of, of getting the, the podcasts out there, advertising them. But at the same time, I don't think we definitely fit in their in their category. We're not we're not really tech. We are tech because we use computers to do what we do, but we're not tech in the sense that most of the shows on there are for tech geeks who either you know write their own programs, uh, write some sort of code, or it's about like different gadgets and hardware and stuff like that. So I don't think we definitely fit in that category, but it's been good for us anyways. But anyways, back to the pod show thing. Over time, I kind of realized that that really wasn't the answer. And, you know, one day I, I was listening to the daily source code and I said to myself, why the hell do I listen to this? It's all it is, is Adam Curry going off about his life and the things that happened to him and sometimes how great his life is. And, oh man, it sucks. I got to fly back and forth to the United States and back to wherever the hell it is he lives and man, he's got such a hard life. Well, I said, screw this, dude. This this podcast isn't for me. So I stopped listening to it. And I basically wrote off Podshow. I I just, to me, that that's like the cool kids. It's like the cool kids group. And man, you'd be so lucky if you were in this and, you know, you're not. And the other thing is they don't, I don't think they have any education podcasts. If they do, they really don't promote them. So... I kind of kind of took a step back and realized what this podcast is really about. I got to, to know my audience a bit. And what the show is about, it's not about me. It's not about me making money. It's not about my life. It's not about me doing something for myself. It's about you guys. It's about the people that listen. It's about providing a resource or some sort of inspiration for those who are seeking it out. And you guys really let me know that by sending in your messages, your emails, telling me, oh man, I really love what you're doing here. I've, I've actually gotten a lot out of it. Uh, I've been able to secure a job now, or I was not happy in my job and you've really provided some inspiration for me to try some new things. That's the kind of stuff that really told me this thing is bigger than me. It's bigger than myself. It's bigger than just making a few bucks here and there. It's about helping these people that, that want to be helped. And it makes me just giving me that feeling that I'm doing something like that is, is enough payment for me. Although I do try and make some money here and there also, but I mean, it's, it's really turned into something a lot bigger than I ever thought it would be. And that's because of you guys. And thanks again for that. That's very cool. 
I've also been able to meet some very cool people in this last year. Some people with their their own podcasts. I mentioned the guys from the Raider Nation podcast. Also, my buddy Jasper, who has a music podcast called The Plan 9 Rock Show. You can find that at plan9print.com. Uh, we've been talking a lot. And just some of the people that listen to this show, we've been able to uh, form some some kind of bonds with a couple of these people. And it's just great. It's great to meet people, of course, first of all, that are interested in the same kind of things that you are. Uh, we call it networking. But just meeting these people and, you know, maybe they'll provide some kind of edge to you down the road. Maybe they won't. Maybe you'll just have a good friendship with those people. And that's good enough for me. That was great. And again, about the feedback. I've gotten lots of feedback, mostly positive. Uh, some things not so positive, but I always try to have a, a good attitude about it. I've never been like, your first initial reaction to something like that is to want to go back and slam that person and say, you don't know what you're talking about. But I've always tried to have that good attitude about, okay, well, if you think I'm doing something wrong, let me know what it is and I'll try and fix it. So I think I've done a pretty good job of that. I do have some feedback. Uh, I'm not going to read a bunch of emails to you. A lot of them tend to be the same and that's not a bad thing, but people tend to be like, you know, I love what you're doing. Thank you for doing this. You provide a very good resource. And uh, I really appreciate all those emails, but of course I'm not going to just read all those. I do have a couple of uh, messages that I got over Skype and also one was emailed to me and I wanted to share those with you. And one of them was really, really informative. Let's play that one right now. So that one actually goes on for about 30 more minutes. As you can see, it's it's just chock full of great information and uh, great compliments. And well, I want to thank those people for sending that in. And uh, next time you call somebody, make sure that you're actually listening to the, the phone or the computer or whatever you're using to call. It's almost like somebody had it in their cell phone, you know, when you have your cell phone and it accidentally dials and you don't know that you called somebody and the person on the other line is like, uh, hello, what's going on? Anyways, uh, the next one that I have for you is actually a real feedback. There's actually talking in this one. Uh, this one is from Jasper, and he had some comments back about... Actually, let me look for it now. It was the episode that I did, a topic that he suggested. So I believe it was number 50... 50... No. It was number 47, Knowing When to Stop. And this was actually one of his categories that he sent in to me, knowing when to knowing when enough is enough and when to not use certain things, when to not overuse certain things in your design. So he had some very good points in this. It is a little bit long, but uh, I thought he had some very good points that he brought up in this. So let's give it a listen. Hey, Adam, it's Jasper. Hey, man, what's up? Hey, um, I, <laughs> as usual... I'm like, uh, you know, three or four episodes behind on Rookie Designer, and I just listened to episode number 47, where you chose to talk about the topic. What I, did I send that in like months and months ago? The, um, I don't know, less is more whole thing. So cool. Yeah, I appreciate you mentioning me, and I appreciate you choosing that. And uh, oh, wait, first of all, dude, missed you this weekend at the podcast expo. It was it was really rad, but that's beside the point. 
And uh, yeah, let me just preface this by saying I'm not talking from a script or anything, so if I sound unfocused, I apologize. But I did, I listened to your episode, number 47, and um, yeah, you made some very good points. And uh, listeners, this Adam guy knows what he's talking about. So yeah, so um, going over your four points, um, let me just first say, I'm Jasper, um, I come from a screen printing background. I also do graphic design, and most of the stuff I do is graphic design. I design it to be screen printed very easily. So um, if I don't know what application you're using your design for, um, if it, but if it at some point it's going to make its way onto a shirt or onto a banner or a, um, a sign or something, um, keep in mind that just because you design it on your computer screen like does not mean that it will translate well in other forms of media. So let me just say that. So um, yeah, since I come from a screen printing background, that's how I design all my stuff to be printed easily on most forms of media. So anyways, back to episode 47. Point number one, filters. Um, You made an excellent point there. Um, They always get overused. Filters and layer styles, I almost put those in the same category, although I can understand why you put them in two separate, as two separate topics. Um, yeah, those get abused way too much, especially with younger, um, I don't want to say younger designers, but, um, yeah, less experienced, those less experienced, um, cause nowadays everyone and their brother has a downloaded copy of Photoshop and everyone knows what those layers look like. You're correct, Adam. And, um, yeah, the drop shadow, the bevel, the, um, uh, emboss, the pillow emboss, and uh, yeah, the the glow edges, all the, all that stuff, man. It's just um, it's really unnecessary. In fact, in my whole perspective on that, I've been doing it. I've been doing design for. Um, I'm not bragging. Just like um, for one of the things I've learned from doing it. Okay, let me let me back up. A friend of mine actually went through formal school as you did, Adam. And one of the things he taught me, uh, he taught me that um, it's okay to borrow from the ideas of others. So um, and that's a piece of information that I retained with me, you know, throughout my whole, like, career, if you will. So um, I I like that information, that you can look at something, and like you were saying, you can deconstruct it and, like, you know, put your own spin on it, and it will still be cool, you know, because there's always something you can add, you know. Even, I mean, just don't rip someone else off, but that's cool. And, um, but, like I said, this is going to be a very unfocused comment. My big thing is um, I like to think outside of the computer because let's say, eh, I don't know, as little as like maybe 15 years ago, I don't know when the first version of Photoshop and Illustrator came out, let's just say 15 years ago for lack of a better number. Um, it was not the industry standard to do all the graphic design for advertisements and whatnot on a computer so let's think about that and let's think about what people did before then and how they got by with making such cool stuff before then in fact like just just like maybe to educate yourself you know pick up like an old magazine or pick up maybe there's an old book with like a bunch of old examples of ads that's what I do I have like a library of magazines from like the 40s 50s 60s and some from the 70s as well and um, I borrow a lot of my ideas from there and um that thought process kind of came from a guy, um, an artist. Um, his name is Art Chantry. He's based out of Seattle. And, um, yeah, a lot of his stuff comes from that, like, kind of that thought process. In fact, he does not use a computer, and he does some really amazing stuff. In fact, I, 
I kind of rip him off a little bit. But um, but anyways, yeah, back to Adam's topics. Filters and layer styles, about the same thing. You know, you look at that, you know it came from a computer, and, um, you know, period. Um, type effects, I don't have a lot to say on that. Um, I think, you know, that... Adam made a good point on there, like, you know, use, use the kerning to your advantage, you know, you type some of these fonts, and some of, like, you know, a lot of times the I's will be spaced funny, and the W's will be spaced funny, and you want to go through and make sure they all look, um, you know, when you type your word, that the spacing looks good. And the fourth point that Adam made was white space. That's very important. I'm glad. I'm really glad Adam brought that up. Negative space is really important. Um, it's really important that you have negative space because that allows you to have a focal point in the piece that you've designed. Because um, sometimes, yes, like Adam said, you can, it can be crowded with information, and um, you know, just it leaves you with no focal point, and then you don't get much out of it, or it makes the all the other stuff less significant than like maybe the most important piece of information. So just keep that in mind when you're designing something. Something that Adam didn't mention, or maybe that he didn't mention enough of, this is my like rule of thumb number one. Um, do not put too many fonts on a page. I say two at most. A lot of the stuff I do, I'll use one. And you know what? You can make it work. You can make it work with just one font. And um, I don't want to say go through like, but if you go through some of the older ads, like I said, go through some of the older ads from long, like, you know, I'm, when I say old, I mean from like the 50s and the 60s and stuff. There was like one font and it like worked awesome, you know, and um, it just things were just so much simpler. Futura is a really good font to work with, you know, Futura Bold, Futura Oblique, um, even the Futura Condensed fonts. Those are both really good. And um, so I suggest that, you know, um, be really careful the amount of fonts you use per piece. I mean, it's it's cool to do like, you know, say like a, if you have like um, a head a headline, use that in a specific font. And then maybe like if there's like information underneath it, that can be another font. But I really would like stress the fact that you not use more than two fonts if you're dealing with an advertisement. Um... Okay, this comment has run six minutes, almost seven minutes, so um, I apologize for uh, hijacking your show, Adam, but um, yeah, just uh, you, like I said, I suggested this topic, so um, I kind of have a lot to say on it and a lot of experience on it, and I hope all of you rookie designer listeners have a super day, and this is Jasper from, from Plan 9 signing off. <laughs> Goodbye. All right, so thank you for that, Jasper. I thought that was a very good comment. And Jasper is probably somebody that we're going to have on for an interview sometime soon. He runs his own screen printing business. So another interesting topic that we can bring to the show. The next thing I wanted to go into was kind of the evolution of the show. Uh, for those of you who are brand new listeners, maybe even to this episode being the first one for you, uh, this show has gone through quite a bit of changes, and if you go back through the archives and check out those shows, you'll definitely notice it. But I just wanted to kind of document, go over what, what happened there, and I think everything that we've done up to this point has been good, been very good changes. When I first started this show, it was pretty bare bones. Uh, I haven't given a listen back to that first one, but I believe it was pretty, uh, it was basically just me talking about what was going to go on in the show. There wasn't any kind of segments not even sure if I had the uh, intro music on it. I might have. I can't remember. 
And very shortly after that, we added the whole baseball theme, which is something I wanted to do. I thought it really went with the whole rookie designer title. So I added the Take Me Out to the Ball Game song in the beginning and some of the little transitions that were supposed to be like a baseball announcer, which, of course, if you guys haven't figured that out, that's just me with my voice tweaked. That's the best I could do. I, I didn't have the money to pay somebody to actually do it, which probably would have been a lot better. But anyways, I started to put my own pieces of flair on the show, if you will. And that also included, I, I started, when I first started out, there was also some music from the first band that I was in. And that opened and closed the show. One thing about the show, though, I've always tried to speak honestly and just make it real. I'm, I'm not trying to sugarcoat anything. Uh, I'm, I'm not trying to be too professional. I wanted to, I wanted my personality to really come out in this. And I think I've been able to do that, especially in the episode a couple of uh, weeks ago when I actually dropped an F-bomb. Anyways, so I started out with the rookie designer and the bullpen segments. I thought those were great things to bring to the table because it just kind of breaks it up a little bit and gives you something else to think about in a different way. And plus it added to the whole baseball theme. Um... We added the keys to the game at episode number 26, and this is something I think should have been in there all along. I think this is great. Key commands are something that you absolutely have to know as a designer. They, they come in very handy, and they let you work much more quickly and efficiently, and employers love it. They love it when they see you using key commands all the time, so definitely pay attention to those. Make note of those and um, use them if you can. In episode around episode 22, I launched the Quick Tips video cast, and that is still going strong as well. Hopefully, everybody is enjoying that one. But um, I just thought uh, I'd seen a couple of those out there. Most of them were basically like Photoshop only. There's one that's InDesign only that's very, very good. It's the InDesigner, and that's actually part of InDesign Secrets podcast now. So if you go to, I believe it's InDesignSecrets.com, you'll find both of those. But I wanted something that was kind of more free range. It was for anybody who does design. So we touch on lots of different topics. If you watch this one, you know already. But I do Photoshop. I do the whole creative suite, Photoshop, Illustrator, InDesign. Uh, I've also done some Apple ones on Final Cut Pro. And uh, I think I did Soundtrack Pro as well. But I try and do a lot of different things that, that designers might be using that you might not be able to readily find videos on in other places. So that one's still very much going very strong. Uh, I mentioned that I tried to add my flair to it, uh, some of my personality. So starting about number 13, I started using some uh, punk tunes. I started using punk songs on the end of the episodes. Some of you may not like this, but of course it's at the end, so you can just stop it right there if you don't like the music. But I love punk music, and it was something that I thought would be cool to do. So I started actually putting uh, Podsafe tunes on there, which I used to get from the Podsafe Music Network. Sometimes I do still. But I've also done, I've also started my own music podcast, so I've received permission to play a lot of different other songs. So I've been playing those lately. But just something more to make the show more like me, more of my personality. I did that. Overall, I think this show has kind of evolved into a steady, reliable format that I think works pretty well. And if anybody has any comments, if there's something that you don't think works well or something that you might want to suggest that I add to the show, then you can definitely do that at any time. I'm always willing to listen to feedback 
you can send me an email to adam at rookiedesigner.com and I'll definitely check that out. This show definitely wouldn't work as well as it has, though, were it not for the great community that we've built here. So again, thank you so much to those who listen and participate. I have people helping me out on the forums and also just the people that participate in the forums. I really appreciate that. And, uh, well, we wouldn't be doing what we're doing here if it weren't for you guys. The Keys to the Game. Brought to you by TechPodcast.com. The keys to the game today are actually in Firefox. And if you're not using Firefox as your main browser, then you probably should switch to it. I've recently, in my job, I'm doing a web design job now, as many of you know. And designing for different browsers is something that's, that's very unnerving. And designing particularly for Internet Explorer can make you age very quickly something I've been finding out very quickly here as I started my job. But uh, Firefox, especially when you're using CSS to lay out your pages, Firefox works very well. In fact, most other browsers work very well, but Internet Explorer has basically a language of its own. It, It does what it wants to do. And even with Flash, it has its own Flash plugin that's different from all the other ones. So... I've never been a fan of Internet Explorer. A lot of people use it because that's what's on their computer. That's what comes with it. So it's there. Why don't I use it? I really suggest that you use Firefox. And if you've never used tabs when you're when you're using a browser, then you're going to love Firefox. I believe they have it on Netscape, too. But our key command for today is actually to make a new tab while you're browsing the Internet. And there is a key command for this. It is command and T. That's on the Mac. And on the PC, Control nt Just a quick way to open up a new window, but not have 10 million windows populating your screen. They're all tabbed into the one window, and it makes it very nice. So we've talked a bit about where we've been with this show. So all that's left is to talk about where we're going. Uh, on the topic of advertising, I did have the one sponsor very recently. I'm still waiting to get paid on that and waiting to hear if they're going to continue with us. I'm assuming not at this point, but um, I guess it's always possible. There should be other sponsors to follow. I actually got this sponsor by being on the Blueberry Network. And you can find that at Blueberry.com without any of the E's. So it's B-L-U-B-R-R-Y.com. There are other sponsors that advertise with that network, and one of them I've actually been offered to advertise, but it's a company that makes software that's pretty much PC only, so I decided that that wasn't a good idea because I know I have a lot of Mac user listeners here too, and I didn't want to... Basically, that would just be like cutting my audience in half, or I think actually Macs might make up a little more than half of the listener group. So I decided not to do that one. But there probably will be others to follow. If opportunities come up, I'm definitely going to take advantage of them because, you know, I pay for all this stuff myself. I take time out of my own day where I could be doing freelance work or my other job. And I also pay for hosting and uh, all that kind of stuff. So it helps if I can get a little money here and there to help pay for that stuff. Uh There are definitely some desired sponsors out there that when I have the time, I'm going to try and go after. You definitely have to have some kind of business plan, uh, a plan of action to try and get these people. But I've said before, what I'd like to do is secure some sponsors such as software providers, software makers, people who provide training like Lynda or 
total training, people like this that obviously their product is going to be very appealing to all the people that listen to this show. There's a good reason why we have a niche base for this show, and that is if somebody wants to advertise with us, we know exactly what the people are interested in that listen to this show. We're interested in design. We all use the same kind of software. So it's going to be very advantageous to them. They're not going to get big numbers with us because we only do about a couple thousand downloads on each of the shows. But they know that out of those 2,000 people, a vast majority of those people will be interested in their products. So um, that's why the the whole laser thing was kind of weird. Of course, I did it because they didn't care. They wanted to. So I said, okay. But obviously, if we have a sponsor that sells some kind of software, especially if it's some kind of big time sponsor like Adobe, pretty much everybody's going to be interested in that. And if we can get some kind of discounts or something like that, then that would be great. Some kind of uh, coupon code. So in the next year, I'm going to be working on that, hopefully trying to send out some information to some different people and maybe get one of those things going. The next thing is interviews and guests on the show. And this is something that's going to be happening very soon. In fact, uh, the next episode is going to be the first interview. I did an interview with uh, a guy that's a typography director. And it's actually a pretty long interview. So I think this one might actually be split up into two episodes. But it's very, very good information. The guy is, is very intelligible about a lot of things. He's been around for a while. And I think shares some some very good things to think about, not only information-wise, but also in just like your personality and, and what kind of designer you are and what kind of person you are. So I think I'm pretty excited about playing that. I haven't actually gone through and edited it yet, but uh, that is definitely coming next week and maybe next week and the week to follow that. Uh, there's also two other interviews in the works. I told you that my buddy Jasper is probably going to come on the show and we'll talk about screen printing a bit and the different things that he does. And also, um, I was contacted by another guy who wrote a book. And the book is called Breaking Into Graphic Design, Tips from the Pros on Finding the Right Position for You. And this guy's name is Michael Jefferson. Uh, I finally finished the book, so I'm going to be having him on. We're going to talk about the book and just talk about different things. Uh, and you'll find that this book that he wrote is very, very similar. The topics are very similar to what we talk about here on this show. So I was pretty excited to uh, to see that. So we'll be talking with him very soon as well. Uh, I also asked for volunteers to do interviews uh, of people that listen to the show. Just if you've been in the if you've been out in the design field for like five years, maybe three to five years, all the way up to whatever, 10 years, 20 years. If you've been out there, you've been working, and you want to do an interview for the show, then that's definitely a great thing. I'd love to do it. And I've had a couple people volunteer already. Uh, one guy is actually coming out here to San Diego very soon, so I think we're actually going to do one face-to-face interview, which will be kind of nice too. But if you're interested in that, shoot me an email, adam at rookiedesigner.com. Uh And basically all we'll be talking about is things like what your first job was, how you got your first job, uh, things that you've learned in your time in the design field. And it's going to be the same kind of thing. So no, not really a pressure situation, I'd say. Just kind of a conversation about what you do and how you do it. Uh, But I think these these interviews are going to be a great way to learn from other people. Now, I always try and gear this show towards young designers But what we're doing here is we're having on people with lots of experience, maybe 10 years, 20 years of experience, 
But the kinds of questions that I'm going to be asking these people are questions that are going to relate directly to the young designer. And I'm going to try and ask all these people, you know, how did you start out? How did you get your start? How'd you get your first job? How'd you do your resume? That kind of stuff. Because especially people that have been out there for a while, they've seen a lot of different changes in the design field. And it's good to hear these things to help you maybe get some kind of edge on uh, the other people out there. But definitely, I just want to supply some more great content. I'll supply what I can. Uh, You can always help, too, with suggestions. Now, you notice that I've had two contests, and both of those contests have been the exact same thing. I asked for topics for the show, for this show, and for quick tips. And again, that's not because I'm trying to be lazy, although it does allow me to be a little bit more lazy and not have to think of things myself. What I'm doing when I'm at work, when I do something at work, especially a technique, I definitely make note of that and use that for quick tips. Or if I come upon something that I think would be a good topic for a rookie designer, I write it down and that's that's how I get those. But if you have suggestions, please send them to me. If you want to hear about something in particular, send me an email and let me know. And most likely we're going to do a show on it because it's not always easy to think of things that that I think are going to relate to everybody else perfectly. So it definitely helps to have your input. As far as a timeline for this show goes, uh, I started talking about this a few episodes back, and I really have no idea how long this thing is going to go. I didn't expect it to last this long. So really, we're in uncharted territory, and as far as how long this is going to go, again, I don't know. I would like to say at least another year for sure. It really depends on how this relationship between me and you goes. If you guys still enjoy the content that I'm putting out there, obviously that's a big thing. And, uh, as long as you guys still listen, I'll still be able to put these out. So I don't know how long it's going to go, but it's basically as long as you can enjoy and learn from what I'm doing here. I definitely have no plans to stop anytime soon. So rest assured that I'm not just going to quit on a whim. This thing has built into something very good, and I'd like to keep it going as long as I possibly can. Now, that's what I call a rookie mistake. The tip for today is really to not underestimate your capabilities. If you have a goal or if you have something out there that you want to accomplish, you can do it if you just put in the time and the energies to get it done. I've said it a couple of times already. I did not expect this podcast to be as big as it has gotten. I didn't expect it to have the following, the community to back it, that it has now. I basically just hooked up a couple of things, hooked up a microphone in my spare bedroom, which by the way, I like to call my office, and just started speaking from my heart, speaking truthfully about what I think is important in design, what I think is important in life. Sometimes I actually share that too, and it's really just, it's grown so huge. It's become so successful, more so than I ever thought it was going to be. So that's why I say don't underestimate yourself. Things that you think might not work can actually work. I hope this doesn't sound too cheesy or too motivational speaker-like, but you can do whatever you want to set out to do as long as you put in the time and really keep a positive attitude and put all your energies into what you're trying to do. Don't listen to what anybody else says. If somebody else thinks it's not going to work, that doesn't matter. You just concentrate, focus on what you want to get done 
and it will get done and it will succeed. Things are getting a bit out of hand. Looks like it's time to go to the bullpen. Our website for today isn't really a resource for learning things, but it's a resource for buying things. And I love to buy equipment. I don't know about you guys. Most people do, I think. Uh, it can become an addiction very easily, and this stuff is not cheap. But uh, I found a website, and some of you might know it already, but it's a store that's actually in New York, and they sell all kinds of gear, uh, camera gear, video cameras, microphones, computers, software, all kinds of stuff. And from what I've found, at least from a standpoint that if you're going to maybe say buy a video camera, I just bought a video camera recently. If you're going to buy a video camera and you're thinking, oh, I'll just go out to like Best Buy or Circuit City or something like that, don't do that. Go to this website instead. It's going to save you at least $100. In some cases, it'll, it might save you like 300 bucks. And the name of the store is B&H Photo Video. And you can go to bhphotovideo.com or bhphoto.com. Any, any one of those. I think the actual web address is bhphotovideo.com. Like I said, they have tons of stuff, great stuff. If you're a member of the National Association of Photoshop Professionals, you actually give them your number and you get free shipping. It is the, the standard shipping, but you don't have to pay shipping. And the other great thing is, if you, I believe if you don't live in New York, then you don't pay tax on that either, which in some cases can save you a boatload of money. Uh, I spent... And I spent about 700 bucks on my camera. So I saved quite a bit of tax on that as well. And I've bought other big purchases from there before as well and saved a lot on the tax and on the shipping. So definitely check that out if you need to buy some kind of electronic gear or software or anything like that. Uh, I'm not sure if their software is that much cheaper, but in some cases it is. So just check it out. All right, so that's about all we have for today. Uh, definitely tell all your friends about the show. I've mentioned this in pretty much every episode lately. This show can grow much bigger by you helping me out and telling all your friends that are interested in design. And hey, now you can even tell them that this is a podcast that's been around for a year and we're still going strong. So tell your friends, tell your workmates, your classmates, tell them to check out the show and let's grow this thing even bigger. As always, you can contact me if you want to. And I've, I've given you lots of reasons to contact me throughout this thing. Uh, if you have suggestions for shows, if you have suggestions about how we can make the show better, uh, anything like that, or if you just have a question, you can email me, adam at rookiedesigner.com. You can Skype me at username titanstrides, and that will go to a message machine where you leave me a voicemail. You can use the call-in line, 619-573-4043. And remember to add the one and the country code if you're outside the United States. And that will take you to that very same message machine where you can leave me a voicemail. Uh, you can go to myspace.com slash rookie designer. You can contact me that way. You can leave me a comment. You can send me an email. You can become my friend. You can do lots of stuff. Uh, you know if you use MySpace. All kinds of stuff up there. And, uh, of course, the best way to do so is the forums. You can contact me and all of the other designers up there. There's uh, almost 400 people up there now. I don't know how uh, deceiving that is. Like I've said, there's lots of uh, suspicious emails going up lately. But there are lots of people. There's at least 300 real people up there. 
who hopefully are going to start posting more often now because, uh, well, we've hit a little bit of a lull. There hasn't been a whole lot of activity up there, but always a good place to go up and ask a question or maybe share some knowledge that you have or maybe just uh, shoot the bull with some other designers. So definitely do that. Uh, rickydesigner.com slash forum. All right. I can't thank you enough for listening and subscribing to the show. If there's new listeners here, again, go back and get those archives. Get those first 10 to 20 shows and download those first so that you'll have them because they're not going to be there too much longer. But uh, definitely thank you for subscribing and uh, thank you for making the show what it is. And thank you for making it last a, a whole year already. All right. I'll be talking to you guys next time. And just remember, everyone's a rookie before they're an all-star. That one's high. It's got the distance. It's high. Working for a man that you don't understand, so forget it.